My name is Frederick Johnson. I'm 14. If you asked me what Christmas was about a year ago, in 2019, well, it would have been different than what I think now. It all started when I saw Bowser, our six-month-old Cocker Spaniel, running down the hall, dragging a doll in his mouth. It was my sister's doll, an American girl doll named Penelope. Well, I ran after Bowser, down the staircase and around the corner, and that's when disaster struck. How could I have known that my mom was standing there holding a tray with eight crystal glasses on it? I ran straight into her. There was a huge crash. And then my eight-year-old younger sister, Annabelle, came running down the stairs crying because Bowser had taken Penelope. As mom looked down, I saw a tear run down her cheek and join the sparkling sea of glass around her feet. I started to say, Mom, it was... Mom just said, out. Annabelle protested. But Mom, Bowser had Penelope. He was dragging her by the leg. Mom said, Frederick and Annabelle, I have asked a simple thing today, that you would play quietly and stay out of the way while I get things ready for Christmas Eve. Running around recklessly and screaming is not what I had in mind. Look at this mess. Dad is coming home late from his rotation at the hospital, and I needed you to be responsible. Go play outside. I do not expect to see you again until 5 o'clock when Granny, Granddaddy, and Uncle George will be arriving. And take Bowser with you. I went to get Bowser's leash while Annabelle got her coat. It was getting chilly outside. There had been a prediction of snow. We found Bowser, who had chewed up Penelope's foot pretty badly. Annabelle wrapped some Kleenex around it. This is a bad Christmas said Annabelle. We don't get to see our cousins, and Dad is coming home late, and Aunt Ellen has COVID, and there aren't very many presents under the tree, and now Mom is mad at us. Come on, Annabelle, I said. We headed outside, but just before the door closed, I had an idea. Better bring a flashlight. It was funny to have thought that, considering it was broad daylight. But now, as I look back, I think it was an idea that was sent to me from another world. We took the path that goes from our house across a pasture and down to the stream. We didn't say much. After about a half hour, we came into the clearing right before the stream. Bowser started barking. Annabelle said, Frederick, look. This is the time you can turn your leaflet to see the next pictures. I looked up from the path and saw the oddest thing. It was a table set with a cloth and two chairs. 
Who do you think put this here, asked Annabelle, and what is it for? We walked up to get a closer look. Do you think it might be for us? She started to pull a chair out. Wait, I said, this is weird. Who do we know that sets a table in the wilderness? Annabelle said, I've read stories where things like this happen. Annabelle, this isn't a story. This is real life. You shouldn't just trust that something is good just because you read it in a story. I think we should go. And then, with a little plonk, a strip of bark landed on the table. It was birch bark, a long curling white strip with a pale pink tinge. Annabelle picked it up. Frederick, it has writing on it. Yeah, right, sure it does. No, really, look. She held it up for me to see. The thing is, I couldn't see the writing, not at first, but I decided to play along. Annabelle read out with surprising confidence, Come, you who have been blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. She paused and then knit her brows together. I feel like I know those words from somewhere. Yes, I said, a bit surprised, because, well, it didn't seem like something that my sister would have been able to make up. I began to wonder if she was actually seeing writing that I could not. I answered, it's because it comes from the Bible, the story of the sheep and the goats. We heard it a couple of weeks ago in church. It's what Jesus says to the sheep. Well, if it's from the Bible, then this table must be good. I'm going to sit down. I looked up to see from where the message had come, but all I saw was thick, dark branches and the first gentle flakes of Christmas snow drifting down. We sat. Bowser sniffed around under the tablecloth. And then, softly at first, but gradually louder and louder, I could hear voices, many, many voices, all talking and laughing, the sound of a big party. And then the woods kind of pulled away and there was a golden light surrounding us, illuminating a huge, beautiful hall. Our little table was part of a great big table, really huge. There were so many people seated at that table. It stretched on and on, further than the eye could see. And then quite suddenly, there was a trumpet sound and the hall was hushed and a very deep voice said, let us praise our king who was born this day, our Lord Jesus, who entered the world in great humility. Everyone stood and there was a beautiful song of praise and everyone knew the words, well, except for Annabelle and me and Bowser. The woman next to us looked over and said, my 
dears, did you just arrive? In the kingdom of heaven, we stand when we sing the king's praises. And so we stood. And then the song was one we knew. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O oh, hear the angel voices, O oh, night divine, O oh, night when Christ was born. Presently, the singing subsided and the guests were seated and the feast began. And people started sharing their stories. I wish I could remember them all now. They were very real, you know, about people's actual everyday experiences. But they were filled with joy because the most wonderful promises had been fulfilled in really unexpected ways. And while I do not recall all the specific events, I remember who they were about. They were about Jesus. They were about Jesus showing up in people's lives. In one case, a guy was describing how Jesus had picked him up out of a ditch where he had been most of the night. Suddenly I could see his hand reaching down and he helped me stand up. Couldn't believe the Lord of the universe would take time to find me in a ditch, but he did. Another man was laughing and saying, well, I made a ton of money, but I was miserable. And then one day at the end of church, you know, in that part where you're praying, I sensed him. I heard him speak right to me. He said, you know, this money of yours is making you miserable. I looked around to make sure it was him speaking, but I knew he was right. And then there was a girl my age. She said, I was angry about, well, everything. There was a lot to be angry about. But one night in a dream, Jesus came and he said to me, I know how much you have suffered. I know what you have seen in this world. I will not change the past, but I can set you free from it. From listening to them, I wanted to meet him. I was hoping that maybe we would get a chance to see Jesus before the feast was over. But presently, a young man came up and said, the king sent me to tell you that he is so pleased to see you both here at his table. One day, you will be able to stay. But tonight, he has a delivery he needs you to make. It's for one of his special friends who lives not far from your house, who is in need tonight. He handed me a rather ordinary brown paper bag with a name and address written in black marker. The moment I took it, the golden light began to fade 
and Annabelle and I were once again standing in the woods with Bowser. The snow had made a thin carpet over the leaves, but there was no moon and it was getting dark. Good thing I brought my flashlight. Frederick, said Annabelle, that was such a beautiful place. Was it just a dream? Well, I don't think it was just a dream, because so far as I know, people cannot have group dreams. I was there too. It might have been a vision, a window into another reality that we could both see. That woman called it the kingdom of heaven, said Annabelle. Maybe. Bowser interrupted our conversation with some barking. Remembering our mission, we looked at the address written on the brown paper bag, a house three doors down from ours. Annabelle and I trudged through the leaves and found our way to 1066 Norman Circle. We rang the bell. Presently, a frail older lady wearing her bathrobe answered. Well, my goodness, what do we have here? Aren't you a bit young to be driving a delivery truck? Annabelle piped up. We walked from the kingdom of heaven, which was in the woods. I started to explain. But the lady just smiled and said, God never ceases to surprise me. Truly, he has set a table for me in the wilderness. She opened the bag and pulled out a white Chinese to-go carton. Kung Pao chicken, my favorite, she exclaimed. Thank you, children. You have done a wonderful thing for me tonight. Merry Christmas. Well, said Annabelle, I think this Christmas is getting better. My dear children and parents and friends of children, this, of course, was a story. But the only reason it's, it's worth listening to, or writing, or illustrating, is that it is about something that is real, the realest of real things. And the real thing that it is about is, in the words of St. Paul the Apostle, the eternal life which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. You'll find this if you read that letter, Titus, that you saw in the leaflet. The eternal life which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. And the children got a glimpse of that eternal life when they sat at that table that table set in the wilderness. That baby that is born in Bethlehem, baby Jesus, grows to be a man, the man Jesus who taught about the love of God and the love of God for us, the people that he made. And then Jesus did more than just teach about that love. He demonstrated it when he died on the cross for all the bad that has been done in this world, all the intended bad and all the inadvertent bad, Jesus took it on to himself 
so that you and I could be joined once again with our Heavenly Father, so that we could be invited into this kingdom of heaven forever, that place that those children caught a glimpse of when they came to the table set in the wilderness. Well, we have a table. It doesn't seem like a wilderness in this gorgeous church. But in the year of COVID, it is a table set in the wilderness. And it has been set for you by Jesus himself. And he gives his very own body. You will have the opportunity to receive the body of Jesus, who not only promises this eternal life, but that relationship that, that the children could hear his voice, you can too. We can have a living relationship with the Lord Jesus. He does speak to us, both through Holy Scripture, but even sometimes through our very imagination and our prayers. So tonight, if you have never actually understood the purpose of this Lord Jesus, and by the way, that was me until I was about 30-something. It took God a long time. Tonight could be the night that as you receive that way for you say, Lord Jesus, I want to know you. And that is something that will delight his heart.